every two people yes uh it, it, it i feel like this this is a question that it really kind of just shows what kind of a, a person is uh, what, what, what their thought process is so i really enjoy this question uh that question is if you had the ability to witness any singular moment uh that was either in the present past future anywhere if you want to witness the birth of a star or the last human or anything like that i'm wondering what you would want to see of course you don't have to answer right away but just something to keep in the back yeah because he's been asking yeah. me for years and i still don't know my answer so no yeah, no because I mean, the one I answer think... he gave yeah because my, my original answer was i want to see what happened to amelia Earhart. but then we discovered what happened to amelia Earhart. so i was like well damn now i don't know <laughs> can't waste <laughs> can't waste my one opportunity to see what i already know so no no oh wow that's that's a really big like uh, uh, guide to the galaxy hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy kind of question you know yes <laughs> uh, but i mean if i know myself and what the person that i know myself is would answer basically is that, i mean i would go back to the dinosaurs because uh, <laughs> well, basically any prehistoric animals because every time I go to the museum and watch the skeletons and everything, that's like, you can just feel it in your bones. You just want to see those animals wa and walk around and walk on the earth and see how they behaved and everything. And uh, like, I, I love, you know, just watching my birds or watching any other animal just react to the sights around them. Uh, and I know that there's a lot of people go like like yeah dinosaurs or the extinction or t-rex or anything like that and it's pretty standard but uh, you know it's the childhood dream and everything so <laughs> I, I i couldn't pass that up yeah there you go. that that's the first time I've, I've heard that one i've heard so many different things yeah <laughs> it's great to see what everybody else says because everybody is different <laughs> blinky oh, which one's uh, i wonder Blinky yeah. brings Sorry. up a good topic, though. Better hope you're not allergic to dinosaurs as well for that witness. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm not allergic to feathers or scales. And the, uh... yeah, I mean, cats haven't evolved yet. Dogs haven't either. So let's hope. So everything should be fine. Yes. It's all good. You got this. Otherwise, you can come back and be like, all right, now I'm allergic to seropods. Good to know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A worthy death, totally worth it. I, I mean, I usually <laughs> say, ask me, which they do a lot. They ask me, "How do you want to die?" And I always go like, "I wanted to go to the cat island in Japan that is, you know, have the densest popularity of cats, and I want to die by cat allergy by petting all those cats." So <laughs> that's so awesome. <laughs> That's that's the best one I've ever heard because I've heard people talking about how they want to die as like of old age or like stuff like that. It was like nah, petting cats. <laughs> 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 that's amazing. That's so wholesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, now that I think about it, that would be a good way to go, and I would be the same yeah. way because I'm also allergic to cats and dogs great. and horses. So great, same all of those. Yes. Oh, great. I mean, I, yes. It, it must be a Danish thing. Yes. Welcome, my brethren. Let's go to the cat island and die. <laughs> to, oh, okay, boy. Okay, yeah, it got a little dark. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it started out as just wholesome guests on a podcast, but by the end, they both went to Denmark. No, they both went to Japan and died t- together with cats. What happened? <laughs> wow, that's, oh, a, that's yes. a great story in the making. Yes. Jack- Jackson, I promote you to write this story. Please go ahead. <laughs> uh, uh, it looks like Sushi had a question. Uh, it's kind of in the same vein of what I uh, had asked, uh, and it's if you could know one fact about anything, what would you want to know? Huh. Okay, that one starts getting more difficult because, like, yeah, I know <laughs> dinosaurs, but. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we, we go real deep in this podcast later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, made, I made this out to be a fun, you know, just happy-go-lucky two-hour podcast where we're asking real philosoph... Yes. Holy crap, I can't speak. Philosophical questions. Yes, we're getting to the uh, meaning of life in the end, aren't we? <laughs> just yes. something up the, me- the meaning of life is to go to Japan and die with cats, we discovered. Yes, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we got pretty far in that one. Know <laughs> uh, anything. That depends, because the the world is very complicated. Like, uh, knowing something doesn't mean that you can necessarily do something about it, and it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know... Uh, I don't know. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have to uh, give that some uh, some time of that thought. Is, that um, is totally okay. We all have. Yes. We're all like, yeah. I don't, fri- don't freaking like... know. Where does that question come from? So. <laughs> Sushi, why? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're making our heads explode. Is that is that the goal here? I think that might be the goal here. That's probably his goal. That's always his goal. Um, this let's... statement is a lie, Sushi. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined. Uh, I mean, let's 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 move away from philosophical questions here. I want there was actually this is something I've been really excited to talk about. So we have the unique um, the unique situation here where all three of us on this podcast are world builders in a sense. Jackson's currently working on a book of his own where he's making a whole new world. You, of course, are working on Tales of Zale, uh, and you have been for many years. And I'm working on my own kind of multiple short... Yeah, dystopia, multiple short film kind of idea for YouTube. So we're all different in our own stories and also how we're producing them. You with animation, me with short films, and Jackson with books. So I just... I was really curious how you go about building your world for Tales of Zale, because as far as I know from I've seen with like the two episodes, it takes place in our world, but in a futuristic, like post-apocalyptic, but not in the sense that everybody thinks of post-apocalyptic. Everything's kind of like lush and green and overrun. So I'm just kind of curious, how do you go about with building your world and the elements within it and like where does it take place and how do you just go about building that essentially mm. and jackson also I, has something to add yeah i and also i'd like to know how you organize it because that's the <laughs> biggest thing i've had problems with because it's like i have all these ideas and then it's just like where do i put them oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um in that way i think it's i mean to, uh, for me it really helps to just have the sketchbook lying around and putting the ideas down and then some of them stick and seem to resonate and some of them don't and they're forgotten about and they're forgotten about because they're not strong enough um i would not uh, like 
it's been a while since I made episode one and two, and that's not to discredit my work on that, but but you know I wasn't thinking that much about world building back then. Now I'm thinking more about it because I'm trying to develop the series into something that I can actually pitch and where I, I need to know these things. Um, but again, like what I'm focusing more on for for this story is the. Uh, is the characters and their, you know, emotional struggles and the dramas and such. And then the world is kind of building out around them because, uh, like, uh, out of what I'm working on right now is uh, how Sale is actually living in a world where he has lost kind of everything and where uh, he's seeing both these emotional ruins of the life that he once had and then it kind of resonates with the world that is built around him with the ruins that we can relate to like uh, with with the human ruins and the things that we recognize and that's making it sound way more deep than it is because you know in the way and i just like post-apocalyptic settings um but i i think a lot of it just comes from observation and right now what i'm trying to um do with the world is also having the world have its own story and i don't want to know all the answers to that story because i don't want to you know come up with a series where i'm telling people this is how humanity died or something like that because that's just gonna get political way too quickly yeah um uh, so i i, I just want to want the start uh, the backgrounds and the uh the world around them to also have its own little stories inside of it that uh, kind of resonate with uh, what the characters are going through and with the theme of of the series and the stories that are taking place in it and i'm just kind of trying to to go from there uh, so i i had a, a scene that i was working on a while back where sale was uh, you know looking back towards his own childhood and there was uh, you know uh, he was walking through everyone where you could see that world has had gone to shit but a kid still had lived there and still had his naive thoughts and drawn crayons on the walls about how he saw the world in his very simple ways and such and i thought that was really interesting for me to explore so so the world just builds around what i think fits with uh with the themes of the story and what's you know interesting to explore within those themes okay that's a very long and convoluted way and i don't think that's like the way to world build in any way but that's just how it works with tales of sale yeah and i i don't think there's necessarily like a this is how you world build notebook kind of thing everyone has like their own ways of going about it and i think whichever way works for you and helps your story and tell your story is the best way for you and that's like a common thing especially with filmmaking that i hear all the time is like everyone's like what equipment do i need to do to do like these kind of movies and stuff and everyone's always like the best equipment you have is the equipment at your disposal tell your story worry about equipment later so i don't know if that Definitely. kind of is the same kind of thing but it's like if you want to tell your story don't worry about like how to do world building and stuff just how you think is best for your story is the best for your story so. Yeah, because there's no recipe like just to build on that. Because I, I was talking to uh, my like my animation mentor when I was 
agree about this. And uh, we were talking about uh, how, uh, you know, Richard Williams and a lot of different animators will always show their process, but usually the process that they show is when they start thinking about the process. They, they will usually just instinctively do what they set out to do and people will love that work and afterwards they try to put it into you know kind of a structure a way that that is the way you do this if you want to do it the way that they do um but really you know each thing that you're working on requires something different from you and you know the way to it is usually not a straight one Mm -hmm. um i think the biggest thing that i got out of this was See, the way I was going about it is I was going from big to small. And just like you were saying, you're focusing, you went the opposite. You're like, I'm going to focus on my characters and what they themselves would experience and know. And that just is just like, what the hell am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for going through that because that just makes things a lot easier for me because it's like, the world, you, they people won't care about the world if the characters aren't interesting, if they aren't part of the world, if they're just kind of shoved in there and not don't really fit. So now I kind of have a direction. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm so glad that. Well, yeah. I mean, it's different for everybody. I think there's definitely all really um, strong, like a world-driven works out there. But, uh, you know, it's always nice to change things up and see it from the different perspectives and everything. There you go. Well, I'm glad Jackson got something out of this podcast because I always feel like when we when we do the podcast just ourselves, it's just us shit talking each other for two hours and then we post it live and people listen to it. So I'm so glad. I'm so glad that he actually got something out of this. Well, I, me as well, but more so Jackson. It's like people can actually get something out of this podcast, not another just two hours of like, all right, what do they shit on today? So I'm very yeah, happy about that very low on the swear counter right now like uh, I, I thought you promised me swears around here and we well both- shit oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh there we go <laughs> freaking neighbors downstairs like it's 7 a.m what the hell is he doing <laughs> why why am i renting from this man god damn it can't even complain about our landlord this is awful <laughs> oh. uh sushi actually Wait. asked you oops sorry go ahead jackson We've been surprisingly tame. (laughs) It's because we have a special guest and we're trying to make a good impression. (laughs) But in our trying to make a good impression, she's like, I was promised swears. What is this? (laughs) I mean, if you really want to get into vulgar, we can go all about traps like we did the last two podcasts. (laughs) Oh, no. All his. All him, not me. Oh, no. That's okay. I'm getting curious. I'm going to have to listen back on that. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> it was it was a very heated argument. You know what? No. Now this now you brought it up. Now I have to ask. Okay. Please Before, don't. We're going to we're going to pause your question for a bit here, Sushi, because this is very important now that this is brought up. Sif. We've talked about a lot of things today. We've talked about world building. We've talked about going to school and connections and all kinds of very important crucial things. Oh, and speaking about disappointing parents. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> crucial things. So the next crucial topic of our of our podcast today, traps. Are they gay? 
your opinion. <laughs> God damn it. Why did I do this? I do not even know what that means. Oh boy, okay. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, you, you might get it as soon as you start talking about it. Okay, so traps, aside from like mouse traps and stuff, traps is a term that is usually made for anime men who look and dress up like girls, but are actually guys. So it's considered a it's considered a trap because lots of people will see these people and they're like, wow, she, quote unquote, she is really attractive. Like that is someone I like really like as an anime character. And then you learn it's a guy. So you're like, oh, uh-huh. wait, it's a trap because you're, you're 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 pulled in to this sense of like this female is really attractive and such and you like want to get like weeaboo full body pillows of this female and then you realize and then you realize oh wait maybe don't get the naked version cuz it's actually a guy so <laughs> so so the question that is universal now is are traps gay my answer for that from where i stand actually no i'm I'm, let's get your answer first before i talk about mine i don't want to sway your opinion or anything so with that knowledge do you think traps are gay and we we, to to be clear we don't discriminate against like if if you're bisexual gay lesbian you do you we love you all for the same thing we're not against it or anything just to be clear just okay yes well as somebody unfamiliar with the term until Day. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess uh, if you're asking if traps, like the the person that's a trap, is gay, then I would say, and uh, you wouldn't know that because they're just you know dressing up or looking like the other gender, and you don't know what their sexuality is yet. But that depends on the person. I think probably. Uh, yeah. Yes, see, I don't know. See, that's I feel similar. very naive in this conversation. <laughs> see, that's kind of similar to my the way I said it because the way I did it, it was more so as like the person dressing up as the trap. It depends on how they sexually identify themselves. Because like me as being a straight male, if I dress up as a female but still consider myself a straight male, and a male is attracted to me, then it's considered. Yes, then, then it's gay. That yeah. Then then I would consider it gay because i'm straight male dressing up as a female they're also straight male thinking i'm a female but then when they actually discover i'm a male and they're still into me then it's gay but ah that person yes but if i am a if i'm a male that is not straight and i'm actually like gay and i dress up as a female and they are attracted to me as a female then it's not gay because i don't sexually identify myself as a male so it's Jackson's head is like, oh, <laughs> why? But feels it's like you have had this conversation before. We, we had two hours of this conversation last week. It was great. <laughs> so and the whole reason it stemmed off is because I was on Instagram and I saw an ad for an app called TikTok. And on the ad, there was a f- what I thought was a female was in like female attire with cat ears and like a lot of makeup and such and looked very attractive and they were like lip syncing to music and stuff and I was like wow she's like she's an attractive person that's I should follow her stuff and I went to the comments and a bunch of other people were like she's really attractive like where do I find her and every reply was like she is a he so I was like oh no (laughs) oh wait am I still attracted to this person and that just stemmed the whole conversation so and you spent like half an hour 
more than that, trying to search for it. Yeah, because I was like, I needed to show what I was looking at, so people didn't like, you were probably just looking like a really ugly man with cat ears. I was like, no! No, she was actually a trap. Actually, you know what? It's I still have it saved on my phone. Let me go find that. Oh, right. no. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know how. Why, I don't know why how, did I bring this up? You you have no one to blame but yourself. Okay, so here's a freeze frame of the video just before it started. But this is the, uh, this is said male slash female. Uh, moving a bit the other side. Oh, wrong camera. <laughs> okay. Yes, that definitely looks like what I would consider a female. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought, and then my eyes were enlightened. <laughs> so, there you go. So we had that question. Anyways, very interesting. Back to non-monkey thoughts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, I feel enlightened. I will de definitely uh, give this more thought later on, probably. <laughs> We've made a lasting impact. I'm proud of yes. ourselves. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's get back to Suchi's question now that we completely derailed yes. for traps. Um, he asked, do you find it easier to draw on display tablets like Kintic? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Cintiq. Cintiq, thank you. Or a regular oh, yeah. tablet like Intuos? I am Cintiq all the way. I've been using Cintiq since I was like 16 or something. Um, have had two so far. And uh, it really does a lot for me to, to be able to work on, on the display. Um, it gives a lot of freedom. Uh, I do, like, when I've been working in school and such, I've been working on an Intuos, and I, I can work fine, all right, with that, but I always feel a little bit, uh, you know, handicapped or, like, uh, cramped. Uh, like, I can't quite do what I want to do with the drawing or have the same amount of control. Uh, and I think people can definitely adjust for just an Intuos, um, but, you know, once you've gone Cintiq, you don't go back. Gotcha. Uh, just to clarify for people that don't use it like myself, yes. uh, Cintiq, however you pronounce it, uh, it's where the, you actually see the picture on the tablet yes. with it. Okay. And then the other one is just having the drawing and then it yeah. appearing on screen. Yeah, okay. Well, just... yeah. That makes a lot more sense to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could definitely I'm... see how that would be a lot more well, just easier to use when you can actually see the drawing right where you're placing your pen and everything rather than kind of going off of... Uh, okay, so... Yes. That, that would be me all the way. Like, I'd be <laughs> like... Ah. <laughs> yes, I mean, once you work on an Intuos, you never look down at the Intuos. You just kind of get used to that this motion does that on the screen, and it takes a little while to get used to right when you've gotten one, but, uh, I mean, it's... Fair enough. We wouldn't know. Neither one of us are animators or have any plans of doing animation. So, but Sushi does. So that's good. Yeah. We have someone who can relate. So that's it's good to know. Uh, you know, I had I had a whole giant collective amount of out of questions that I wanted to ask. I think I've asked most of them. I also didn't want to ask too many questions because I wanted this to just be a light conversation thing. And I don't like making it a yeah, that's right. Do you have any questions for us? We're going to flip this around now. You're the host of the Wings and Wrist Totally Unstructured podcast. Take it me? away, uh, Oh, okay, me. Yes. Yes, you. Uh, <laughs> you're putting me on the spot here. I do that well, all I, the time. I'm very I good mean, at that. Yeah, he does it all the time. Yes. He sucks for it. No, I was going along the lines of, if you had any questions, go yes. right ahead. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I do have some, but uh, whether or not they fit into your podcast and you haven't brought them up uh, before and such, you're going to have to uh, judge. But I would it's love to totally hear more okay. about your... Okay, I, I would love to hear more about your creative endeavors because I actually didn't know, like... Uh, your backgrounds before this podcast uh, with you writing a book and you writing uh, or like making your your live action yeah series. it's it's not something we usually bring up much like we we talk about it personally all the time yes. we're best friends we've known each other for like over a decade and such but i um for me personally i work on i've been doing a lot of i've been doing youtube for several years not not professionally in any sense. I still have like my day job and everything that I have to do. Uh, but I would like to be able to do acting and music. Mainly acting is my full-time gig, but it's a very, very hard field to get into. Yes. So um, I've essentially gone from trying to find uh, like acting jobs and trying to do voice acting as well now. And I've gone away from just trying to find jobs all the time to just like, if you can't find work, make work and just self-promote mm. myself so i've i learned how to do filmmaking uh from youtube for free Woo! good stuff like that <laughs> and just kind of like make my own films and my own stories and then just act in my own stuff and voice act in my own stuff and then just promote it that way because then it's like you're not always running after jobs that may or may not lead to another job it's you can build your own thing that you know you like and an environment you work in at your own pace yes it might not pay but at least it's it's a way to constantly be busy, and that was my initial way of doing it. But now I've I've created a story in my head that I really really want to tell that is much bigger than just myself. I have to do I have to get other actors and cameramen and all kinds of crazy stuff. But before I can do that, I need to really get the grounds for the story going. Story going. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. <laughs> so, um, but I'll I'll go with mine first since I'm kind of talking talking about it. The story I'm building it's called Trifectum Ultima. Uh, which is actually, the name was created by Jackson, so thank you for that. Um, and it's essentially, um, it's it's a dy it's a unique dystopian future kind of area where the city I live in, Kelowna in Canada, it is, there is an AI that has been built by a person who wanted, how do I, I, I there's so many story bits about this now that I'm like, oh, how do I condense this into like an elevator pitch? Essentially... Mm -hmm. Um, a ma man creates AI for the gov for a defensive government, and government goes, and, or any, well, sorry, he man a dude creates a defensive AI that he says could be the best way to defend against any kind of international threats or anything, and he wants to give it to the government, but he needs funding, and the only way to make it as best as it can is to use a human brain to give it emotions and everything so it knows what's right or wrong when humans can't make the decisions. And the government basically goes, no, you, you're not uploading a human brain to a computer. You're an idiot. Get out of this office, essentially. So he decides, fine, I will do it anyways without the government's support. And he goes into hiding and he creates a defensive AI. And it, Cologne is a very unique town where there's only three ways to get into the town. And one of those ways is across the lake, which you can't, which only has one bridge. So essentially, it, he creates the AI, and immediately he blocks all roadways. He destroys the bridge, uh, he blocks the highway, and he blocks the road through the hills. And then he just uses the city as his own kind of playground to test his AI and see what it can do, and sh basically show the government, see, this is what you could have had if you funded my research, my research, my re research. 
and he just uses Kelowna as its own playground. And that's like the overall story. But then what, what I want to do for the filming stuff of it is have several different short films from different people living in this now um, dystopian Kelowna. Like I have, I have a uh, story I want to call called Bear in the Woods, which is essentially just a really weird, awkward sexual predator old man living in the woods who's kind of had like all his sexual desires pent up inside because it's it's universally wrong to have those kind of things for children and stuff but now with Kelowna being like cut off from everything and that anyone that tries to get in just gets hit with guns and missiles from this AI that's just pulling them out of wherever it wants he's now free to do whatever he wants with whoever he wants and it's a story basically about him coming into all his desires and they eventually he dies because I'm not promoting that. I'm just showing a way to be like, with all the strengths now released, this is what people do when there's nothing stopping them. So there's that story. And then there's also the story of a guy I'm naming Captain Bernard, who essentially in this crisis of Kelowna is panicking and is like, everyone's freaking out. There's no, no resources coming in, no food or anything like that. So he decides to round up people and make his own military to like put Kelowna back in order. And he has good intentions, but they quickly turn into, he quickly turns into a really, really bad person that had good intentions because like food shortages happen. How do I decide who eats and who doesn't? And when people do something wrong, how do I decide what is punishable and what is not? And just all these things make him a bad person. And I have several other different little stories that happen within this universe as it's happening. So that's essentially what I'm trying to build is Trifectum Ultima through all these little short 10, 15 minute films about different people living in this universe is my kind of thing that I'm going at. So I have, I don't have anything related to it live on YouTube yet. Uh, the film I mentioned earlier, Kelsey was actually just my test run of, can I make short films? Are they any good? Like, can I show, be like, this is a short film I made where I acted and did everything is it good? Can I now go and do Trifecta Ultima? And so far, people have said it, it was good. It was better than they expected, so that's always nice. But <laughs> So unlike you, where you have like episode one and two of Tales of Zale, I have nothing to show except for my ideas, but I'm, I'm working on them. I I'm trying to decide which short film I want to make first and which one like I can be proud of without having all the kinds of equipment. So. But that's Trifecta Ultima, and that's the story that I'm currently working on and have nothing to show for it. But I'm working on it. So thank you. You're, that's I'm, cool. Yeah. So that's that's my thing. Jackson's is far more intricate, so I'll let him I'll let <laughs> oh him God, that already oh did boy. sound pretty intricate. <laughs> but Ooh. I'll let you take it away. Oh boy. Oh boy, here we go. Okay. So You don't have to give all the spoilers, just some <laughs> <laughs> So I'm tentatively calling it Aether Storm. Uh, the way it's gone so far, the way I have it in, is that dystopian future, obviously, uh, where most of the planet is encased, encompassed in a gigantic superstorm that has basically wiped humanity off the face of the planet. There is one place, or rather, two that are not completely destroyed that is the what i'm tentatively calling the iron fortress and the shining city the shining city is a 
is not actually on the planet. I haven't decided whether or not it's the a moon base or if it's simply a, a city in the heavens, basically, you know, in the upper atmosphere or even in orbit. Uh, I'm not sure whether that's going to be that way or not. I'll have to see. But uh, I'm going to have the Shining City be either an alien uh, city itself, alien tech city, or being based off of the alien tech that caused the storm down below. And eventually what I want to have happen is that there's going to be different uh, strata of peoples in both of these cities. And I want to have that shown what sort of anonymity they, that each strata would have against each other. And I want to have that shown between each city as well. They're only going to f find out maybe a hundred years in the future that something is alive down there. And the only reason they're going to be going down there is to go near the storm to find their energy source. So the, the Aether Storm is going to be dropping or creating these crystals, which I'm tentatively calling Aether. Yes, I know, pretty standard. <laughs> so that's when they're first going to meet because both of these two cities need this to survive. So that's what's going on at the moment. It's not as well thought out as I really want it to be. Uh, it's set, obviously, in the future. Uh, very low cyberpunk-ish especially in the Iron Fortress. There's going to be a lot of neon, and that's mainly it. Mechs, uh, there is going to be also people with abilities, uh, the one that I've always really enjoyed, and no matter what it is, is gravity manipulation. So I'm going to see if I can get that in the story somehow. Uh, the one character that I have kind of thought out is... Um, I don't have a name. Uh, it's just going to be the... I actually forget what I named the character. Uh, <laughs> give me one second here. But they're basically going to be a mechanic for a group that go out and actually collect the resource in the hospitable wastes. Uh, let's see here. I was tentatively calling... I guess I just call it the whole rat. Because <laughs> they came from very humble beginnings. Uh, they have the ability to converse with any sort of tech, which when the when they two meet, they're obviously going to have different levels of tech. So obviously the people up in the sky are going to be a little bit more advanced than the one there. But yeah, that's kind of how it is. There's not too much thought really put into it at <laughs> this current moment. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there is, but it always gets to that point where, you know, you uh, get so into it and then you have to take things back and then you need to re-put everything together and everything. And once it gets to that stage, you know, it's, it's uh, I always get to, uh, also get to points where, like, right now with Tales of the, like, not right now, but um, uh, very recently it was like, I can't pitch it right now. I'm still figuring things out again, like yeah. figuring out what I need to take out and what I need to keep and everything. Yeah, and, no, you know, I did. That's just 
Yeah, I do that constantly because I have so many different stories that I'm like, these would make really good videos to make in this universe and stuff. But it's like, but is it feasible? Is it like, does it serve a purpose in this universe? Is there a point or do I just want to do it because I think it's cool, but doesn't actually mm -hmm. serve the story? So I'll pick up that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's uh, some of the beauty of, you know, the way it ends up. You've cut some things out and some things have morphed into something else. But in, in the end, you know, that's for the better rather than just, uh, you know, putting it all out there at the same time and people getting overwhelmed and are like, oh, oh my, you know, that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we actually have someone in the chat named T TP Poker. Would like to get your permission before they ask a question. Okay, you I have my permission to ask. I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who this person is. They've never come to the podcast before, so I thought maybe you would know them. <laughs> mm, not sure. Okay, none of us know who you are, TP Poker. But ask your question away uh, while we wait for <laughs> while we wait for his response. I'm all just. Back to the world building thing. I'm always amazed by Jackson's way of world building because he's making something completely out of scratch. He like he's using still Earth and everything, but he's making a brand new, two brand new cities and a very far off set future with new people and everything. And I always find that very admirable. Whereas I'm kind of going the safe route is like I'm using my hometown because I know it. It's like 10, 15 years in the future, so technology is like not really advanced so I still use stuff at my disposal and it makes world building both easy and like ability for me to film stuff and not have to explain why it's there or anything because I don't want to be like it's 2105 but people are still using iPhones why it's like so so it's it's a lot easier for me to do that but I'm also like I have to film everything and it's all visual whereas Jackson is doing it by a book and it can just say things so yeah, yeah. And once once it gets to you know, once you flesh out the world that you've created from scratch, that, that much, you know, you can use a world like that for anything. You could make a, a D and D uh, you know map with it, or you can make a, like a game, or you can make whichever. Like um, once you got a world, you yeah, you you you're pretty set. So that's uh, finished and developed. And yeah, it's just that's yeah. absolutely right. <coughs> Excuse me. We have. Oh, sorry. Did we get the question. No, not yet. <gasps> Exciting. <laughs> They're taking their time. It's going to be a good one. So yes. you. Go ahead, Jackson. Sorry. You mentioned D and D. Oh. <laughs> Do you play D and D? Yes, but only a little bit. Like um, I, I only have one. A campaign going on. I, I mean, not me hosting it personally, but uh, just playing it with a few friends. We're playing Starfinder right now. Uh, I really like D and D. It's so fun, and it's also a fun way to hang out with friends and you know get to talk once in a while. We're just uh, like our party currently. Uh, we just lost a member because he just didn't have time anymore. And uh, then uh, it's always difficult making everybody's schedules sync up. So it's more of a occasional D and D. Yeah, yeah, we've all been yes. there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. Yes. Uh, I actually have like three different campaigns going at the same time now, and I love D and D. It's been great. And uh, what kind of character are you playing, Kurt? <laughs> Um, I am playing a 
Uh, do, do you know the Starfinder? Um, like races and classes? Um, uh, not specifically Starfinder, uh, no. Okay. So I'm playing Ashiran, which is a giant space bug that was once part of the uh, the form uh, and is now a very communal uh, race that, uh, you know, value their freedom and everything. Um, and uh, that's a, cla- uh, a race that gives minus two to charisma. So I have chosen to go the, um, uh, well, you can uh, choose... Uh, I can't remember. Well, I've chosen the Envoy class, which uses charisma, and I've chosen to uh, be like uh, an idol um, actor. And um, basically, my my specialty. I'm also I have dual class, so I'm both the uh, an Envoy and a mystic, just so that I can man- manipulate brains into believing that I'm a good actor <laughs> and not a bug. Um, and, That's uh, beautiful. <laughs> Yes, uh, and uh, the Envoy one is also like a just um, a diplom- uh, diplomacy and making sure that I, uh, you know, make uh, convince people that, yes, I'm totally right and you have to love me. And now I also cast the charm spell just to make sure because I'm a buck. Uh, but... <laughs> that is fantastic. That's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a really good actor. Are you sure? Pow! I'm a good actor. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> I also got, like, um, um, I, I'm high enough in um, my disguise skill because of the Envoy class that I can actually disguise as different um, different races as well. Technically, I'm not sure how that works with being a bug. So, uh, you know, in-game, we've just uh, gone with the, uh, you know, a high coat, top hat, and uh, those glasses with a nose on top um, <laughs> round. <laughs> so, so. Out of uh, 10. I love yes. it. <laughs> oh my. Now, I'm looking forward to continuing that character. Yeah, no, I no. would too. Holy shit. <laughs> That's fucking great. So many people. Like, I talked to so many people about their DD characters. They always build like big, cool paladins or like berserkers and stuff. And it's like, and then we have Sif. Who's yes. <laughs> oh, that's such, that's such a me, right? that's such a fresh breath of air for D and D characters. I love it. That's wonderful. Uh, last last thing about D and D before we get to TP's poke or question because he just asked it. Um, for D and D, do you play um, as a group like in person or does it is it all done online? It's all Discord. We are not able to be there in person, especially me being all over the place in the world all the time yeah makes sense yeah, yeah just curious so yeah, yeah. tp poker says um you wouldn't know me but my name is tom dwan dwan i think it's dwan if i'm saying that wrong i'm sorry dwan my question is in regards to the current state of affairs with regards to the entertainment industry as a whole i feel evolution and progress has been stagnant over the past five years be it movies tech or gaming i feel everything is the same Yes, I guess I guess he's asking. Do you share the same opinion? Uh, well, I mean, I did mention previously on the podcast that uh, I've gotten really, really tired of uh, Hollywood movies, basically for that reason. And I mean, a lot of games with shoot them ups and well, not shoot them ups, but uh, FPSs and just in general, it feels like once you played one game, you played them all. But I would say that. That's just the industry that has 
built up, uh, you know, from the successes of previous uh, movies and games and such. And of course, they're going to try to retread that formula. But in the meanwhile, in the shadows, that's not always the shadows. If you look properly, there's a lot of people who are trying to innovate and pushing the media forward in different ways. They're just not using the same platforms and venues uh, as those uh, big triple a games and those big uh, hollywood movies because those uh, venues are already filled up with pretty much the same stuff that you've already seen a lot of time mm-hmm. so I, fully, uh, I mean i fully agree yeah things always move forward they just uh, it's not always gonna come the same place yeah uh, the way I look at that is I do agree with movies and for a lot of uh, for FPS games, especially like Call of Duty, Battlefield, stuff like that. Those games have and movies have kind of stagnated, but the entertainment industry as a whole, I don't believe has in uh, for me when it comes to gaming and watching just whether it be YouTube or anything like that, there's always something new and there's always something that's going to shake it up. Like Monster Hunter World came out of freaking nowhere. Well, well, not really out of nowhere, but it, it came and it did a lot of things that the Western industry didn't really expect that uh, it, it turned out people absolutely loved it until it got to BC. And I feel like there is a lot of games that do have the potential to do that. Like Celeste, uh, Undertale especially, was one of those games that came out of nowhere. And that's it. I do believe that, yes, a lot of points have stagnated, but there's a lot of things that are still coming out of nowhere and shaking things up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think people will resonate with you know, new things that they haven't seen, things that give it a different spin that, uh, you know, they hadn't thought of yet. And, you know, that will become the new norm. And of course, then things will get stagnant because everybody tries to copy that. But then something new will come around. It, it always goes in those cycles. Yeah. yeah. The new refreshing ideas become stagnant. And then you always have to make new and refreshing ideas before they become stagnant. It's, yeah. Like yes. Um, yes. I would say, though, if, if you're thinking specifically of... Uh, like the movie industry with, for example, how many movies they're bringing back from the 80s and the old movies that they're remaking and Disney just making live action movies out of the old uh, cartoons and such. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, uh, it's speaking to a very young audience that hasn't seen those things before, but it's usually not doing it at a very high quality. Yeah. And sometimes people are going to, I mean, not everybody shares that opinion, but I just watched uh, The Incredibles recently together with friends and at first kind of liked it. And then the more we talked about it and thought about it, the more it was kind of the same movie um, in a different realm and, um, uh, you know, just playing on our nostalgia of the characters that we used to like. Um, and I mean, I think people are going to find uh, feel that uh, with time they're going to find it's not as complete of a movie as the original. Um, and a lot of the new movies are not as complete or high quality as the original. And they will give Hollywood or whoever makes them the benefit of the 
doubters. They will go in and watch uh, the property that they love and hope to get a kick out of it and, uh, you know, find something that resonates with them again. But it's going to get stale pretty quickly and it's not a very far-sighted uh, tactic to just refret the same grass because sooner or later we're just going to get so tired of it and we're going to get so exhausted with, with those movies that we're not going to go in and watch them. You might get, you know, our attention for the sequel, but you're not going to get it for for the movies that you follow up with afterwards. The t- same tactic is not going to keep on working. Yeah. And I think another big thing about that is that when the movies, like when the originals were made, they were made for a very different audience than we have now. So all these times when they're like remaking a video, a movie to showcase once again, is like with new, better equipment and all kinds of great stuff. But it's not the same audience that's watching that movie again. So it's it's being catered differently. So I think that plays a big role into how older movies. I find older movies to be much better just because of how they were made and how the stories are being told versus the audience today and the demand like is different now. So that's kind of that's personally why I don't see majority of remakes don't get across better than the originals and I think it's just because the audience is different and they're making it for a different audience than it was back then so but that's the way I see that we have 15 minutes left uh, TP Poker asked another question um, now that Betty White has passed on Betty White passed on? apparently I'm going to check sources on that uh, but regardless now that Betty White has passed on do you think that they will reboot the Golden Girls to go along with the countless other reboots I don't know anything about the Golden Girls, so I have no opinion on this. I don't think Jackson does either. Uh, Sif, maybe you do? Nope. Sorry, I, I don't have any insight on that. Me either. I'm sorry. I you're... think we're getting trolled. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I was going to say, I think we're getting trolled. I didn't hear any, like, I would hear if Betty White passed on. She's a pretty big deal, so. Yeah, Apatushi and Lord Ghost Cat says, internet says she didn't, just Googled it. Cool, thank you, Google. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't... I don't 10 know out of 10 mods. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you, mods. Fact-checking, I love you guys. <laughs> Great help. Your wages are crap, but I love you. What <laughs> wages? Exactly. We don't talk about you're, that. You're, you're paid in love. Yes, and they get my undying love. You're paid in love and occasional your special guests on the podcast, quote-unquote special guests. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I am... All out of questions. I have no more questions. I've asked everything I wanted to ask. Um, 8-Bit Sushi asks, I get wages? Hmm? You, <laughs> sushi, my friendship is more than you can afford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was mean. <laughs> um, then again, he has to pay a premium for me. Yeah, your friendship is so I worked hard for that. He's still going. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure the way you and I became friends is you just like, you're my friend now. That's <laughs> very much it. As I, I remember how we became friends. We were in middle school. I was, the, I was the kid with the mullet in middle school and cargo camo pants. Very fashionable. Mm. Would 10 out of 10 would date again in middle school. But I also I played Yu-Gi-Oh. Not very many people. Yes. Play Yu-Gi-Oh. You played Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes. 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 <laughs> I I just put my old cards for sale, but I still got my deck, and I'm just waiting to meet somebody in the real world that I can battle. 
Nice. And defeat. Not just battle, yes. but and defeat. Because I because yes. we we all know, as Sif has said, her point in having friends is to pulverize them. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my preference. <laughs> <laughs> but you you pay them, right? <laughs> uh, yes, yes, of course. Yeah, of course. They get mm. wages. Yeah. <laughs> Wage, wages of love. Yes. <laughs> But but yeah, I was I was a, I was a random mullet kid with cargo pants playing Yu-Gi-Oh, and a, nobody played Yu-Gi-Oh. And then I discovered you and River, you and River Stevens playing Yu-Gi-Oh yep. one day, and I was like, oh my lord, yes! And I went over and I was like, yo, you guys play Yu-Gi-Oh? I play Yu-Gi-Oh. What kind of decks you guys? You guys got three, three sure blue eyes white dragons. Our... I got three blue eyes white dragons. Let's play. Let's play. Let's, let's have some games. You guys I, are like, what I'm the like shit? I'm like hundred percent sure that we kind of looked at you like. Who the fuck is this kid? Yeah, no, it was 100% like, I was just like, I have no friends. I play Yu-Gi-Oh, you play Yu-Gi-Oh, let, let's play. I'm like, please, I'm lonely, help me. <laughs> and, and here we are. Yeah, we're friends now. Get over it. And him and River are like, who the fuck is this? I don't care about this person. And I'm now, pretty sure it was just like, oh, you and I are friends now. I'm just like, oh, okay. This is my life now. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Ten years later, still regrets it. <laughs> Do you have any Do you have any friends like that, Sif? That you've like known for well over a decade that you could say anything to and such, and it's like whatever happens, mm. happens. That was a weird question. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I've moved so much recently, so I kind of lost touch with my old old friends. But uh, I mean, the friends that I, I've made recently, I, I'm I'm not a super social person myself. Go out and be like, oh yes, let's all be friends, and we're like happy go lucky and everything. So the friends that I actually do have are the ones that have stuck by me, even though you know I get quiet and socially awkward at times, and like uh, just need my space and everything. Um, and I mean, those friends I can pretty much say anything to, and I can just relax and be myself with. Uh, they are not necessarily the ones that I've been friends with for 10 years or anything like that, but those are the good ones. Yeah, and I always find it's much better, for just from my personality, I'd, I'd rather have like a small batch of like five or six people that I'm like super good friends with, rather than have like a whole room of like 10, like 50, 100 people that I'm just like, close with i'd rather just have like the few individual like best friends but that's a, yes. a lot of people are like for them it's like they need constant people around them to feel good and to be energized and happy which is totally fine all the power to yeah. you i just find that it's like i'm 100 a-okay like i live alone on my own my best friend lives a whole 10 hour drive away from me thanks jackson <laughs> And it's like, but I talk to him almost every day, either on Discord or just through texting, and I'm 100% a-okay with that and happy about that. So, where some people's like, if they move away, that's it. They need to find new friends that they can actually hang out with physically and such. So, each yes. person's demands for friendship, I guess, are kind of different in that regards. So, Yeah. Uh, oh, not really a big, heavy question, but something to fill the time with. What do you listen to in terms of music? Do you have, do you have oh, I preferences? I always get asked that. And I get better at answering answer every time. Because in the beginning, it's like, no, I don't listen to anything. Because uh, like uh, as a kid, um, I, I come from a very music-heavy family that 
basically crammed music down your throat and I would go like, okay, I just don't like music anymore. No music, no music for me, which is a very, you know, well, that's something a kid would say, definitely. Um, I've come to enjoy, figure out what I enjoy a bit more and it's usually the, uh, the things that I usually associate with a piece of visuals as well. Uh, so it's something that I would uh, think is very atmospheric or it's just rock that I can turn my brain off to and, you know, just be like, yeah, I can imagine a fight scene inside my head. It's just something I can visualize. Nice. So so music is is essentially just a very visual thing for you. Yeah. Yeah, nice. definitely. Nice. Lord Ghost yeah. Guy says, it's okay, Torsten. I'm only nine hours and 45 minutes away. Thanks. That's so much better. Oh, great. <laughs> that extra 15 minutes of gas money. Whew. Lifesaver. <laughs> Technically, I would be closer. You guys live You're in You're going to have to fight for it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to fight to the death right here, right now, live on the podcast. Oh, each of you race towards him and see who comes first. Then you'll have it settled. <laughs> yes. Jack Jackson Jack. <laughs> Hop in, start driving. Dalton, start driving. I'll meet you guys somewhere. Because my car wouldn't get Yeah, I was gonna say Dalton <laughs> got a Dalton got a new car like a week ago. He has an advantage. <laughs> Yeah, my car would be able to get up the freaking mountains. It'd be like, do, 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 do. Oh. <laughs> yeah, even Dalton just. Was... Sorry, go ahead. He'd oh, have to no, like no. pick me up. Maybe <laughs> 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 we all go together. Oh. Everyone's winners. Are you both in in Canada? Or what are you like? Uh... Yes, we're both in Canada. I live in British Columbia, on the far left hand side, and he lives in Alberta, which is more centralized. Well, I right. say more more centralized, but it's also right next to British Columbia. Saskatchewan, I guess, is more centralized. But Manitoba, yes. Manitoba, it would be the central of Canada. So we're both we're both on the left hand side of Canada, but we're different provinces away. I know Denmark doesn't have provinces, but uh, no, we don't need cars either. So it's yeah. to be like ten hours away. That's all of Denmark. Yeah, like you... if you live complete opposite ends, then that's ten hours away. Yeah. <laughs> that's one thing about Europe that always just like screws my head because it's like in Alberta you could drive for five hours and still be in Alberta you go to Europe and five hours you've been through the country yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm going to take a day trip through Germany France and Belgium what <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean you're just going to take a day trip through that it's like, oh, maybe I'll stop in Denmark too on the way who knows Why? Yeah. <laughs> like, it takes me, it takes me all takes me all day just to go down and get groceries and here here you are going through countries like what so uh, it's almost a little bit close when you put it like that very very small country small, small stuff yeah, yeah that's true. do you live do you live on the mainland or do you live on one of the islands uh well the place that i've just lived uh, vivo is mainland which is so much to say it's like connected with a little small piece of land to germany or everything yeah. else silenced <laughs> um but uh yes um jutland i've been uh, for six years but otherwise uh, i come from sealand and i'm there currently okay. that's where the capital is and everything yeah okay just curious because um my dad and his grandparents they all grew up in Langeland. So I visit Langeland uh, quite off, quite often. So. Uh, Langeland. I uh, I went to tenth uh, grade there. 
Oh, nice. That's how small the country is. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Just tenth grade. You went to Long Island for tenth grade. You're like, nah, screw this island. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have a have a thing in Denmark that's called after school, which is um, like uh, if you wanna wait with getting into uh, like not high school things trends late weirdly in terms of education uh, from danish to english and english to danish so like the thing a little bit between high school and college if you want to wait from elementary school uh, less high school with getting into that then you do a 10th grade um and uh, usually um uh there's these after school uh, well after schools where you basically live at the school um for that one year you okay. get to get out and you know get a taste of living on your own without your parents and everything gotcha. which is nice yeah that would be nice yeah i didn't yeah. really i didn't really learn much about that my dad left my dad quit high school and went into the military because he hated school and then and then yeah and then he left the military and immigrated to canada because he decided no more military no more school going to canada being an engineer so it was good good choice on him because now here I am. So thanks, Dad. Appreciate yes. that. <laughs> or, or thanks, <laughs> thanks, Fa. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> thank you for your life choices, parents. <laughs> yes, you created me, and for that I thank you. Yes. <laughs> Not full of myself at all. All your life decisions led to me. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, we have reached yes. the end of another successful podcast. We only talked about traps a little bit, not two hours. So that was that was good in my book. Everyone learnt something. Jackson learnt to focus on characters more than environment. I learnt that I'm still undecided on traps. So Sif uh, <laughs> learnt uh, what traps them. are. <laughs> so. Yes. Progress. <laughs> Progress. And yeah, I think it was. I think it was good. I have to say that. I'm the host. I can't shit on yes. my own podcast. I'm like, it was a terrible podcast. Great. It was great. Yes. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I think you should, um, I, I think you need to rewind the podcast a little bit to make it just a, a podcast about traps. You know, a podcast needs a theme and you already got yours. So Yes. See, get, our, the our to theme it. has been totally unstructured. That's the podcast name. It's Wings and Wrists, Totally Unstructured. Anything happens, anything goes, hence the name. But... That's not really a theme. The theme is everything. But now you've centralized it. And I thank you for that. I don't think Jackson will be happy with this choice, but he's only the co-host, so I so he just has to live with the decisions I make. Oh god, not another trap themed episode. <laughs> no, no, not just episodes, Jackson. Seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, going to tune in next time to learn more about traps and your opinions on them. Oh, fantastic. There's already the last podcast is a two-parter, Traps Part 1 and Traps Part 2. It's up on Anchor. You can take a listen if, okay. you, if you need something to listen to. We know you don't listen to much music now, so podcast. Wings and Wrists yes. is next on your list. So oh. are we going to have like a trap tier list or something? Oh, God. Yes. How, how would this tier list work? Like traps that are like... You could definitely still tell it's a man, and they're like barely even trying, but they're just barely considered a trap. All the way to like, nah, like without unreasonable doubt, it's a female. They could strip naked in front of you, and you're like, nah, still a female. <laughs> Is that how this tier list works? I'm very curious. We're gonna go after that next time. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. 
All right. Well, thank you guys all for joining uh, this live podcast once again. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, we don't have any um, voicemail questions from Anchor as per usual. But if you guys would like to leave us voicemail questions, download the app Anchor. It is free on iOS and Android. And you can listen to our podcast there. It's Wings and Rest Totally Unstructured. This podcast will be uploaded later today on Anchor forever. You can listen to it at any time, at any given place. And if you don't use Anchor, you can use anything like Google, Spotify, iTunes, all those different kinds of podcasts. They are all up on there. And you can catch up on everything we've been doing so far. And this podcast will also be uploaded onto YouTube, unlike most of our other podcasts, because I decided it's a special podcast. Let's upload it to YouTube. And you can see all of our hand gestures and movements. Lovely. And yeah, uh, just before we end it off, do you have your, do you get your 10 minutes, or 10 minutes, 10 seconds of fame. Tell everybody what you're doing, what you're up to, where to find you, Patreon, Twitter, all that good stuff. All right. Uh... Me, right? Uh, or do you do want to go? No, no, it's no. me. Follow me on Twitter. And <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you. Any, anything you yes. want to tell the audience, where to follow you on any updates to any of your projects. Right. I'm around traveling a lot, so I don't get to update as much as I always want to do. But you can always find me on Twitter at SifPS. Or you can find me and buy updates on Patreon at Hikarian. Um, some of them are also free, just to let everybody know where I'm at currently. Um, then on YouTube, whenever I get around to uploading something, that is also Hikarian002 if you use the uh, URL. Or otherwise, you can just search Sif Savory and you will also find it. So and all, easy and all the links, All the links to everything Sif just mentioned will be in the description of both this YouTube video and the podcast link down below. So you guys don't have to worry about, shit, how do I type that? It's all down below in the links for you guys. So thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you guys all next week, Monday, back at our regular time of 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I don't have a special guest lined up for next week, unfortunately, but we will see you guys all then. Thank you guys so much for joining. Have yourself a wonderful day, and we will catch you later. We don't have an actual catchy outro or anything so um awkwardly just get close to the microphone and say um bye bye <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs>